1: For over a decade, I've combined four generations of family matching tradition with modern relationship psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, each week I bring a guest on a talk about dating and relationships while answering your questions. You can ask a question by visiting askamatchmaker.com. This week's guest is lifestyle blogger Danielle Price. After graduating from film school at the University of Southern California in 2014, she worked at a content creation-focused ad agency and House of Lifestyle Magazines in Los Angeles. Danielle quit her job and put her whole life into a storage unit in January 2020, you know where this story is going, to take the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to live in the south of France where she planned, planned, to learn to cook from the chef-owner. Of a bed and breakfast in province in exchange for overhauling the social media of the business. However, the pandemic struck and she unexpectedly ended up back in her childhood bedroom in the middle of West Texas desert instead. While spending 2020 soaking up precious time with her parents, Danielle dove into writing, creating social media videos for She's Fun, her lifestyle blog for all things feminine and fun. She continues to help small businesses with unique content creation and branding. Welcome, Danielle, to Ask a Matchmaker.
0: Hi. Thanks so much for having me. You know, I had a different episode lined
1: up for this week, but I decided I have to talk to Danielle. I you know, we've been following each other on Instagram and I saw what was going on this past week in Texas. And you live in Texas. Yes. I want to talk to you about that. I want to learn more about, you know, your own personal experience, give some awareness. And I'm also, I'm also going to point people in the direction, um, you know, today's episode, will have a link in the bio where you can donate to different food banks and assistance aids aid and assistance for, um, people that have been affected by, I don't even know what to call it. The Texas storm, the Texas cold snap, the oh, get an
0: apocalypse. Tundra,
1: right. <laughs> the tundra.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I just moved. I'm a born and raised Texan. I grew up in El Paso, Texas, which is very far west. It's a border town, and it is so so dear to my heart. But I moved to Los Angeles in 2020. Whoa, 2010 to go to USC for college for my undergrad. And when you grow up in a desert, you see an ocean that you get to live by and it's like what the heck I'm never leaving this so I was there for the past 10 years and just sort of needed a change of pace moved out honestly looking back thank goodness that everything was all packed up before things really hit the fan because that would have been a lot harder to pack up and travel safely into a place where I could shelter in place during the really height of COVID um Los Angeles was just so dangerous. So, um, being, being able to move out and be with my parents before that even hit at the time was heartbreaking. But now I look back and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like God's fingerprints are all over that. Thank God. (laughs) So yeah, I just, um, I recently don't live in El Paso now. No, I just literally a few weeks ago moved to Austin Um, I turned 29 and was like, you cannot turn 30 in your childhood bedroom. Like you've been here for a whole year, do this as safely as possible. But yeah, I moved to Austin, um, state income tax. What's up? I just decided to do a change of pace and try out this city for a year. The rest of California is sort of moving here. Everyone's joking in Austin. And so I lead with, I'm born and raised. My ancestors were one of the first settlers of Texas don't loop me in. But um, yeah, there's a ton of people moving. And so I feel right at home here.
1: Yeah. Austin's a, such a great city for singles in general. I'm sure I'm going to get like a ton of people that live in Texas who are like, what are you talking about? But it's true. Like it's a great city to be in very educated. Um, lots of really strong work ethic.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: men are cute. Even if they're transplants, they're still cute. They're so, so I think- Yeah. I think you're going to, I think you're going to have a really great time in Texas. So what happened last week?
0: From my perspective, basically I was running around in a crop top and leggings running around the lake every day. And it was like 70 degrees. And I was telling my cousin who lives here, I was like, this is amazing. Like I just, I don't, don't handle cold weather at all. And I was worried about the heat, but this is great. Like, this is so similar to LA. You can wear, you can wear crop, you know, little yoga bras all year round. And she was like, yeah, but did you see the news? Like, it's going to get weirdly cold next week. And I was like, it is. And I was thinking cold, like in Texas, cold is like 50 degrees. So I was like, oh, I'll need a sweater. And then I woke up to just like my phone was going crazy because it it was really, really cold that night. Like I noticed that my heater was just having to run all night to just stay at like like 72 or whatever. I had it set up something pretty normal. What was it outside? It at that point, it it wasn't that, uh, I went to bed and it wasn't that crazy, but when I woke up, it was, everything was white, like completely blanketed. And in, in Texas, it does snow very occasionally, but it does. And it's like, People freak out with it like that, that snow is coming out of the sky and then it's like immediately melted and then it's summer by the afternoon. Like it's never really a proper snow. Woke up to like nothing was not white. Like I felt like I was in Colorado um, and my phone started going crazy, mostly from family and a lot of friends in California just like weren't really sure about how close Dallas was to Austin because there was a horrible, horrible accident in Fort Worth, a hundred car pile up. And you know, you hear you know, accidents on whatever highway all the time on the news, but I clicked on the link and it, it has haunted me like nightmare. I didn't
1: ago. realize that that was, oh. it's so funny. My gosh, last week must've been really busy because I remember reading that article. So wait, tell, tell people what happened.
0: Yeah, it, it was. I mean, you see things on the news all the time and especially this past year, it's just like, Awful and that
1: was now, created right? from the icy conditions yes it was okay so, so to go back so there was i thought well, how many cars was it it was over 100 cars over
0: 100 car pile up and it didn't i mean we've all been on a highway
1: rocks are like people are getting out of cars only for a truck to like
0: yeah oh it was like car a- out of a really horrible- bad only cgi could like i thought that it was like cgi because it was It was just a mass of mangled metal. And then you see semi-truck after semi-truck. Just you hear them before you see them in the video. And they slam into the back. And then it's like monster truck. They're like over this huge hunk of mangled metal. And Mm -hmm. I just was like, I was so shook up because you think about those poor people who were in the front, like just knowing you're gonna be hit after hit after hit and you can't get out. Most people were trapped in there. So that's when I knew that this was, this was really bad. And then it was, it was really bad because the freeze was not going to let up. Like you, I knew that for the next week it was going to be those conditions, like nothing was going to melt. And that was in Dallas, which is known more for ice than, than Austin. But just looking at the weather, I was like, okay. Um, I can't leave my house until it was Thursday. So I can't leave my house until probably Saturday or Sunday next week. So that when I- you
1: say Thursday, you don't mean this past Thursday.
0: This was Thursday before Valentine's Day.
1: The Thursday, the 11th.
0: Yeah. That was the last time I left my house. I left my house for an event and I was scared to go, but I really wanted to go to this PR event. And it was only, it was like less than a mile from my house. So I was like, I can drive really slow, less than a mile from my house and be back before next down. So that was Thursday night. And I knew, and I think the accident was on Friday the next morning, but I knew that Thursday night, like, I'm not going to be able to leave the house for over a week. So I put in a bunch of, I was setting my alarm because AMP through Amazon Prime, Whole Foods, they release delivery times throughout the day. So just because at 9 a.m. they say they have no more deliveries for the next three days doesn't mean, you know, in a few hours, there might be a window that opens up. So finally, like some random hour, I get a delivery time and I put in a grocery order that was, I mean, I live alone. I'm a single girl. Like I don't eat that much. Put in my normal, you know, chips, a thing of chicken, some strawberries, like some cereal, like a mini thing of milk, like a small thing of, I wasn't thinking like, oh, this is going to be really.
1: But how did you know on Thursday,
0: February 11th, that you'd be in the house for a week? Because I knew that my car, my car does not have four wheel drive and the, the streets were covered in ice. So, or I, I, that, that happened on Friday. So I, I believe the accident happened the next day or mm-hmm. no, that the accident happened on Thursday. Cause that's why I was so afraid to leave the house and just looking at the weather. I was like, okay, if there's already black ice and it's going to snow this day, this day, this day, and this day, and it's not going to melt, I'm going to be here until the temperature lets up. If I, like, I just did not want to end up on a highway and in a situation like that, even though it's a okay. Yeah. Okay. So I put in my grocery order. I get my groceries. I'm like, this is fine. Like, I'll just space out my food. Like, I only go grocery once a week, anyways. Like, you're fine. Calm down. Then wake up. I I was dog sitting my neighbor's dog, thinking it was only going to be for a few nights. I've ha- I I still have her <laughs> um, because she can't get into Austin to come back. Um, Not she's coming back today. But um, then things started going from like, oh, there's ice on the roads and you don't feel safe to drive personally. I just don't have experience driving in the snow. And like, you don't have the vehicle to drive on that ice to, oh my gosh, if I need help, I won't be able to go anywhere. Because then the city, a ton of people lost power. I actually lost power that Thursday night for that whole night. I slept upstairs with a neighbor and she was like, let's just like I'm just a little spooked by the the lights down. I was like, okay. We woke up to the lights back on and I was like, oh, this is fine. This is fine. So she leaves town, leaves me with her dog. And then I woke up, I think it was on Saturday or Saturday and late Saturday is when I started to get a little bit panicky and had to start doing some self-talk of like, you are fine. You have enough food. You have enough water to get you through the weekend. Like you are fine. Don't pay. You are fine. Like, Fine. But that's when it just, throughout the city, people were losing power for more than just I did, you know, just more than like a few hours you wake up and it's back on and the temperatures being so cold, it was starting, people were having ice inside of their homes. Like just seeing it on social media, I had to stop watching people's story because it would make me panic. I would have to remind myself like, okay, you are not in that scenario. Like you have got to keep your head on your shoulders. People had their, like they Austin, everyone has the dog and they were, people were showing their dog's breath and they were like boiling water to keep their, and they they would like only stay in the kitchen and boil water just to be warm because the sun would come up and it would have been freezing overnight. They had no way to get warm and no sign of the power going back on. So initially
1: it's all because in Texas, you don't build your homes with proper insulation for dangerous temperatures and it's like, it seems like also your pipes don't have the same insulation that someone building a house in New Jersey or in Wisconsin would have. Yeah.
0: The homes are literally desi- designed to dispel heat because people, the, the danger is usually heat. Like it's getting above a hundred and something. And with humidity, it's houses are literally designed. And my apartment, it was like, you, I felt like cold air was coming in, but it's just because that the insulation and the windows are designed to like let the heat out. So it's it's like working against you double overtime. So then we got I still had service. So I was following up with the news and they were we originally got a notice that we're gonna do rolling blackouts. We're gonna go by neighborhood and we're going to intentionally shut down by neighborhood hours at a just hour blocks at a time so that everybody gets the chance to rewarm their homes.
1: When you've had power in your home, how long, how much time do you have to like
0: they weren't clear. And I never experienced that except for that Thursday night. I, I thought it was because like a tree with ice or something had like fallen on a limb, but woke up again to it restored, but they were super unclear. Like all of the Twitter updates, all of the press releases were super unclear. They would just say like rolling blackout by neighborhoods, like don't panic. And we were like, okay, like, what does that mean? So I have no idea. And then it turned into oh, we can't switch to the different neighborhoods anymore because it will overwhelm the system. And then it will Mm -hmm. shut down the entire state of Texas Mm -hmm. for over a week,
1: which Mm -hmm. is not an option. So
0: we we just have to, we're staying with the people who already have power will have power and the people who don't have power won't. And I was like, what? I, this is something I will always note no matter if I live in Texas or somewhere else, I will always, always, (laughs) especially if I buy a home one day, No, if you, if you, I live right on the same as like a few blocks away as a really big hospital. And I have friends who also never lost. I never lost power again after that. I also um, have friends who lived either near a fire station or a police station. They had power. So there was something about being on the grid. They They were able to mark like what. Locks are essential based on if there's like a big medical center or something there and they won't ever lose power. So I lucked out simply because of that. At least that's my theory. And I saw a bunch of other folks that I follow on social media who were like, I have literally families in my home. I have 13 kids between the two, the five of families and we're the only house who has it because we're the closest to the insert link, hospital, police station, whatever. So that's something like a weird survival tactic that I'm never going to forget is live really close to something essential like that.
1: Or you could just because leave Texas.
0: Or leave Texas. Texas forever, Maria. Texas forever. Yeah. So then first it was power. And and the biggest concern was people freezing. They had warming centers. They had you know, notices going out like call 311, call information if you need a ride to a warming center. Well, the problem also was that cell towers were going. I did lose cell service for a while. So if you are stuck in your house and you can't drive anywhere, because the roads are frozen over and my car one night it sleeted and it was like a ice cream cone that had been dipped in chocolate, you know, like a dairy queen. And it's mm-hmm. like a hard shell. I could not open the door to my car, even if I needed to, like, even if the, there was some reason where I was like, I'm taking my chances. I'm getting in the car, could not open the door. like, it was mm-hmm. a shell of ice. So if you cannot drive, you don't have a cell phone to call for service. Mm-hmm. You are, the inside of your home is below freezing temperatures is by this point the people who had lost power mm-hmm. and you're out of food and water like what do you do you have no you, there's not even a way to call for help so everyone was just relying on if you still i my, luckily my self-service came, came back but you're relying on someone to know someone to say can i sleep at your house walkable can i sleep at your house do you have power do you have extra water i had my she's a very dear friend but she's also my neighbor upstairs she, we had someone she had never met a friend of a friend of a friend stayed in her apartment while she was away um there were two people who dropped by to raid her freezer because she just randomly had a bunch of costco salmon fillets in there like it was it truly came down to the entire system is down and it's just a matter of do you know someone walkable because there's no way to do anything so at first the problem was freezing with like people freezing then and and like slowly running out of food because the grocery stores, a lot of them didn't even have power. And the ones that did, if you could walk to one, if you had a four wheel drive that could get you there, there were lines, there's drone footage that is nightmarish. It looks like straight up Armageddon. It was like four to five hour lines, but it's 20 to 30 degrees outside. Like, what are you supposed to do? And then- and none you- of you
1: have coats because none of you have purchased um, the coats that we would wear in the Northeast.
0: Yeah. I was wearing rain boots with like three pairs of socks. So like people were standing in these, in these lines in 20 to 30 degree weather while it's snowing, walking the groceries back to their house that then has no power. So how are you supposed to cook? If you even were fortunate enough to get something like chicken or something of substance, how do you-
1: Does your stove operate on natural gas or electricity?
0: So uh, mine luckily had gas. So another weird survival tactic, I will always live in a place with a gas stove. And I luckily had a can opener that was not electric. So I was able to use all of my like things.
1: I heard that some parts of the had natural gas had frozen or something like that. Some people were not getting gas.
0: My stove worked luckily. I'm right. not sure. And I know. So you're
1: very lucky. Uh, I, I know like this morning I was reading this awful story about an 11 year old who froze to death in his parents' trailer, their mobile trailer. Obviously, it was very cold. Those are certainly not insulated for that kind of weather. Um, you know, so many people have passed away from hypothermia or, of course, lack of electricity to power, you know, oxygen tanks. I'm assuming even dialysis areas, you know, oh, yeah. like my mother is a person who's on dialysis. And when we had power go off in August uh, because a tree fell um, next to our house and, you know, took. <laughs> Took the electricity with it but you know my mother being on dialysis and not having electricity at the time I had a two-month-old you know it was really stressful I, I remember feeling like okay we need we need a we need a generator going yeah. forward and and because you know I never th- it's weird like you know you have your parent that's needs dialysis and mm-hmm. you know we have no way of her leaving the house because we were blocked in we had no cars Yeah. Covid And anyway, so I don't want to take this away from your story. I'm just saying like that what happened in Texas, which you haven't even scratched the surface on is, is really unfortunate. And it seems like you were really lucky.
0: So I have a lot of friends from home, my hometown and family who lives in Austin. So luckily I had a network to help me get things like an, I ran out of drinking water. Like I knew people, but what does an elderly person who doesn't have a community, their kids live further away or in an underserved community or even someone who just didn't live near a hospital. Like there were, I'm the only person that I know out of my friend group who didn't lose power for more than just that one little night. And I I had access to my gas stove. Like I am truly, I experienced the least of what people did and it was terrifying. So I had a friend who basically she had been in her home for three days she had two dogs with her big dogs. And she was like, we can see our breath. It's below freezing in the house. It's been below freezing in the house for like several days. Like it's worth, I'm terrified to drive, but it's worth it to try and get us to see, like, can we drive to your house? And I was like, of course, like, please come. It is a 11 minute drive from her house to my house. And she just literally could not get here the up until then, um, waited for the sun to come out and it took her over two hours to drive and a normally 11 minute drive because you're crossing. I mean, there's like there's a big river going to Austin. So she was like, is it safe to like go over the river? Like they're telling you to stay away from overpasses, stay away from highways, all of these things. So she drove to the two hours it took her to get to my house and then just stayed put until We couldn't even walk the dogs because getting, we had to crawl across the parking lot because you, it was like a, like, it was like an ice rink. Like you just couldn't go anywhere. Even by foot, it felt dangerous. That was my experience. And like you were saying, like children literally froze to death in their own beds, like elderly froze to death in their own homes there is a gentleman whose oxygen tank offer, uh, operated off of electricity and so he was going outside to get uh, his other elect- his um spare oxygen tank froze to death outside like, like there's just story after story like that that you're just like how did this happen so i was looking it up and there were 44 consecutive hours of of freezing temps that there's just like no shot 44 hours of that
1: I think you're just not used to it. I think yeah. Texas is not, cause this is not like, you know, where I live, we've had freezing temperatures like for four weeks now. It's never, you know, I think yeah. this Thursday, it's going to go to 40 degrees, but yeah. we but have, you know, but we're used to it and we are built that way and we know how to drive. So I think it comes from a place of like, this is very foreign.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And what's interesting is that this is climate change. Mm-hmm. You know, your weather is a sign of climate change. and (laughs) what you should expect is this to happen again yeah so i wonder what the lessons learned here are if you know if people learn there are lessons to be learned i wonder what they are i just want to really quick um just give some information if you have you know i think texas definitely still needs our help even if the weather is getting warmer and here are some mutual aid resources um if you have venmo just you know, take out your phone and donate a dollar, donate $5, donate $20. Every little helps. Uh, The Venmo for Dallas is feed the people, Dallas. The Venmo for Houston is mutual aid H O U. The Venmo for Austin is Austin mutual aid. And for San Antonio, it's Trinity mutual aid. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to give a quick um, shout out to the mutual aid resources that exist out there to to help people in Texas. Um, Danielle. I would love to know, since you had power, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you were, you were also more outraged than others, but oh. you said you had no internet. So had a, well, did you have
0: my, TV? Um, I don't have a TV in my house. It, it was always for, at first it was because I was panicked. Like I was panicking. So I had to really only look at, and I, I really relied heavily on, um, I have a half sister who's sort of like a cool aunt in my life and she's in El Paso. And I was like, she was such a resource, just to be able to let me know what I needed to know, send me the right articles because it can get whether it's from anxiety and making you panic, or like you said, you're completely outraged. It, it it at a certain point, you're like, I have to keep my head on my shoulders. So yeah, I mean, I was posting like, does anybody like, does anybody need power? DM me for my address. Like, I do you need me to contact your family members if you're living off of airplane mode? So the people who had power. We were all trying to figure out if they can't get to me, like, how do I communicate with their family? How do I, maybe I can send them, you know, trying to figure out anything, but then it became a, well, first one more thing on energy. So 90% of Texas, Texas power grid is operated by ERCOT, which is like the private Texas, whatever El Paso, my hometown is not. And it's because in 2000, you're on
1: the, you're on the, the El Paso's on the Western grid.
0: Yes. So El Paso in 2011 had a freeze that was awful for, I mean, everything from, there's a a lot of agriculture there. So thinking about like animals too, especially like the horse, all of those things, all of the people, it's dialysis, like you were talking about, there's a lot of dialysis centers around where I live. So when that happened, they changed a lot of things and they didn't experience this at all.
1: Hopefully, How do you feel hearing about Senator Cruz on his way to Mexico while simultaneously uh, Representative um, Ocasio-Cortez or um, Beto organizing and, and, un-
0: and making
1: more resources, like, you know, yeah. building up resources?
0: It was seriously unreal because the, uh, from someone like you said, who did have power and who was super outraged by being able to see everything that was going on online while locked inside my house, there were pleas, like desperate pleas of like, if you have power and a car that can drive here, like we need volunteers desperately at this warming center. Volunteers have been here for over 24 hours. If you have this, like, please, we need someone to take water from here to here, or please we need someone to just like monitor the door here. Like they needed hands and feet of people that were mobile. And the Okay, if he's mobile enough to get to the airport, like that's a lot more than most other people who couldn't even cross their parking lot. Like no one was leaving their house. They were risking it to like walk to the grocery store, walk to someone's power. And I'm like, oh, for sure. Like you're going to go to the Ritz. I don't care if you're a blue person or a red person, like that's just I'm like you lost your job this weekend, like what I the- don't
1: think he lost it i don't I think really I think the next time he's up for elections in what four years, but I don't think he lost it i think i I think people in Texas are very quick to forget i don't I don't know if he had lost it, he could have lost it a month ago with the insurrection and his continued support for it, or the fact that he was in former President Trump's attorneys. Uh, office during the impeachment hearings and yet this person is like butter like nothing do you know anyone who usually votes red who's angry at Cruz because I have yet to see that outrage online
0: really oh I've seen a lot of it and it might be because I live in Austin but yeah Austin's
1: a pretty Austin's the blue dot of the state
0: right it is but it also the overwhelming pleas for just like we need help and even if it was just organizing like we need someone organizing. So the whole argument, I don't care who you are, the the argument of like, well, there's nothing I could do. It's like- No, so yeah, that (laughs)
1: argument completely goes out the window the moment you see AOC raising like $3 million in a couple of hours. Like that argument of like, well, what could he have possibly have done? Well, Beto had people contact 200,000 seniors. Like these are insane numbers. It's not like he's like, oh, it's just called 2000 people or she raised $10,000. We're talking about like, A lot of resources were brought into the state from people that are not even one, either elected into office for that state or a representative of that state. Yeah,
0: I mean, literally, that's why I say like it for multiple days, it truly was just like check on your people because that's all you have. Like no one is going to help. It's truly, whether it's as little as like my neighbor, I was collecting snow. So first it was an energy crisis and then it became a water crisis in Austin. So-
1: I saw you put snow in your tub.
0: Oh my gosh. I was out there collecting snow because there I had had, it was day three, no water. And I had no way to flush the toilet and no water to boil left to drink. So um, yeah, luckily I found water and then to- to flush toilets and things like that I collected the snow so it started to melt and I was like oh it's my last shot I can't just like run out for snow anymore but um yeah whether it was small as like a neighbor noticing that I was freezing my hands off I was like she saw me like blowing on my hands as I would like in between scoops of snow like threw me her her gloves from her balcony I smelled that so sweet as small as like little things like that all the way up to like I mean, it was every single business, every single business, the breweries that had tons of storage of clean water that they had gotten before the boiler and before all the water had been shut off. Didn't matter if you were a business, if you were a neighbor or if you were, I mean, there were every, even like people in the content creation space in the media world, which is my jam, like, or switching everything off and like. Let me organize to raise money if one girl in Austin can raise there was this one girl, her handles a taste of cocoa she's a lifestyle and food blogger like apps she's not this isn't like her normal forte is to to raise money she was raising tens of thousands of dollars in a matter of hours if she can do that like I'm so sorry like Ted Cruz I think you could do something right like we're all locked in our houses so yeah. um, we're all freezing. Um,
1: did you, did you open up a dating app while this was happening?
0: I wasn't so much on the dating apps because everyone was trying to conserve power. So I knew that I had power right now, but I didn't know if it was going to go out. So I just like kept every, my, I, I, every time it dipped below 50%, I was plugging it back in, in case that was my last hour of power. Like you just never, you were always on the edge of your seat. Like, am I, what am I going to lose next? Will I lose anything? Will it never come back? Like there are still people who don't have electricity right now. So how was the
1: temperature today as we're recording?
0: Um, it's in the seventies. I I went outside yesterday for a walk around the lake and it was in the seventies. It was like, it, it was so freaky. I was like, did that happen? Like, Mm. did that happen? And there's still like little snow spots and things, but yeah, it's like full and summer outside again, just so Mm. weird in terms of the dating apps. I had been on a few outdoor, like walking coffee situations, um, with a few guys since getting to town mid January. And they became part of my support system. Like, I don't know these guys. Like, I didn't even think I was going to be going on a second date with some of them, but like, that is, that's what it was. Like, hi, where are you? Do you have water? Like,
1: so it's like you had your own Sandy moment, which, which by the way, as someone who lived in Manhattan, when Sandy happened and had no power for a week. Okay. And no water for a week. I will always remember Ted Cruz denying Sandy assistance. For as long as I live. But here you have AOC coming out from the state of New York saying, let me raise you money. Like, I will remember that for as long as I live. And you know what else I'll I'll remember? I'll remember that. You know, I remember when California had the fires and you had to like stroke Trump's ego just to get some of that FEMA money. But
0: here you get like a, t- a taste of frost and Biden's like, oh yeah, here's some FEMA. Again, to a lot of my family being in Texas, I visited South Padre Island growing up every single year with my family. Okay. And I had five hurricanes. It's just this super teeny tiny little island, right? The very tip, the most South you can go in Texas, the little island. Okay. We through five hurricanes. Hurricane Dolly was by far the worst. That's when the national guard had to come bail us out of my great, great, great grandma's house. And it felt like that, like no plumbing no way to get to food, no way to have clean drinking water, just like praying that another floodgate like didn't break or something didn't break. And Mm. the water was like already up to the windows, like afraid they were going to come into the window. Like it literally felt like a hurricane except just with snow instead. Um, but now it's a water crisis. So I, the water cut out, um, midway through it. And at first I was like, well, this is annoying, but like, it's fine. I have a bathtub full of water that I had had for the toilets in case they cut out. I remember that from hurricane season. And I have, you know, a few bottles of big, big bottles of water for me and the dog. Like, it's fine. And then on day three, I was like, what the heck? And it's also back to like the outrage. It You're getting these messages from like the Austin Water Company being like, okay, we're the entire city's on a boil notice. Like, here's the map. And it's like three quarters don't even have water. So it's like, oh, great. Like we're on a boil notice. I would love to boil water if I had some. And then you have the people being like, yeah, if I had water and a way to boil it, I would love to. Um, So as of this morning, literally like an hour ago, my water is safe to not boil again. (laughs) And that has been such a blessing. But. Um, I'm glad you got water
1: again. Well, let me ask you um, one last question about this. You know, it seems like you were really lucky. Yeah. All things considered. And you, of course, you didn't know you would be lucky. So, you know, that's a terrifying Mm -hmm. thing in itself as well. Are you now experiencing, you know, you have such a, you have a very private variable system that nowhere else in the country has when it comes to electricity. Mm -hmm. So are you about to pay a $5,000 electric bill because you had electricity? I have no idea.
0: I mean, I'm a single person that just started my own little small social media marketing business. And- if I have to pay a $5,000 fine, like,
1: well, 5,000 would be on the low end. Cause I've seen already yeah. some gritty screenshots online. And there's like this one gentleman who had to pay 13,000 and he's on a fixed social security income. Cause he's retired. And I was just like, Oh, that like, that really breaks my heart. You know, like it's, you know, that sucks. Yeah. Definitely keep your followers. I'd love to know the answer to that. Love- um, because that, I, you know, I think things have to change and I'm not just saying this. I think, I think we all think this and uh, well, I'm um, listen. I'm glad you're here with us today to shed some light on what Texas is going through. And, you know, hopefully we can with this episode, redirect just a few resources to yeah. people in Texas that really need it. I have the links where you can donate in the episode notes. So if you have a moment today, even if it's just a dollar, do it. Okay. So let's talk about dating now. So you wrote this amazing article on your lifestyle blog, which I'd love to know a little bit more about how you created it.
0: I've always, I just know that I was put on planet earth to be a storyteller. I have always loved writing, listening to stories, like whatever the medium was, whether it was, whether it was theater or English when I was little, just I'm a stories girl. And I was always just so afraid of putting myself out there of what people would think or I don't know if this is a Texas thing or just a me thing, but it was like, oh, like it needs to be perfect. And I don't want to try because if I try, then I can fail and people will see, will see that. So I'm just not going to try, but I finally got the Wavos to do it when I, one of my very, very best, honestly, my only platonic for a guy friend in college. And I started dating after college. And I thought we were going to get married and he broke up with me like right before Valentine's day, um, right after coming to my hometown. Like I was like, this is hometowns on the bachelor. We're going to get engaged. And I was like, we're breaking up like what? Um, so basically a year I like, Oh, I just feel big. So I went through, it it took me uh, more, more months than I'd like to admit to just truly fully heal from that. And I had girls reaching out to me that I knew and didn't know on social media, being like, I had the worst breakup ever. Like, I know you went through a bad breakup. Like, any tips? Like, I'm dying here. And so, finally, after a certain amount of those folks reaching out, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to write them all down. And then I decided it, that being perfect was not as fun as telling a good story and fully stepping into what I feel like I was put on planet Earth to do. Um, so, I decided to start. I, I've just, Always known I wanted to be a writer, even when I was a little, little girl. So I I wrote this thing that I was just sending to girls who were like, I'm so messed up right now. Like, what do I do? And it was like, here are the six things that I did to help me with my breakup. But um, I launched a blog called She's Fun, a lifestyle blog for the feminine and fun. Because when I was in my very darkest of days, my friends, would be like how are you doing and i'm like i'm awful like i'm truly awful i don't even know myself like i don't know what happened to that girl i'm awful but it's fine like she's fun i started talking to myself about myself in third person like she's fun it's fine because she's fun so finally i was like oh, that's going to be the name of the blog where i'm just going to like tell the good things and celebrate the good things and also talk about the really shitty things. And I like that. Um, I don't, again, I don't know if it was a Texas thing or just a me thing, but I used to have this obsession with like, it must be perfect. I couldn't have good grades. I had to be valedictorian. I couldn't just go to a college. I had to go to the college that was very sparkly and very, I had to, I had to do everything to the umpteenth degree and it was breaking me. Like it was cracking me slowly. And I was like, okay, we're going to slam the brakes on that. And um just people connect with you so much more when you show them the cracks so even when i'm not fun yeah so i wrote this thing and i launched a galentine's day a bit with a big galentine's day party it was like 75 girls and i had a life coach come and give a talk about burnout like young millennial women in the workplace having experiencing burnout working in with primarily males all, all of the things that only we would understand but just never really talk about altogether Um, So she did a little keynote on that and I told my story and it was so fun. Um, But I launched, which is so scary, um, with this article called I Got Megawatt Dumped, Six Ways to Mend a Broke-Ass Heart. (laughs) And um, the last contact I had with the guy who now I just like want to send him the biggest thank you ever. I won't, don't worry. But the last contact I had with him, I wrote this really sad letter and I found it the other day when I was moving into my new apartment here in Austin like, Oh, Holy 2017. How are you? Um, but I sent him like this huge box of all his stuff back. And I put this letter in it just because I really needed closure. Um, and now it's a little cringy, but no regrets. And then that was private. I hadn't read it since then. I, I want to go back in time and hug that girl. Then publicly I launched, I was like, Hey, I've been like sort of quiet this past year. I got mega watt dumped six days to mend, mend a broke ass heart. Also, I'm throwing this huge Valentine's day event. And if you're pretending to be perfect too, or whether you, maybe you just need better or new girlfriends like come hang out with us if you're in the LA area so that's how it all started and I've just been going since I
1: love I love that and so I want to go back to this article that you wrote called I got megawatt dumped six ways to mend a broke ass heart did you mean to write broke ass or do you mean broken ass?
0: I meant to write broke ass. Like I was a broke ass girl. I was okay. a shell of myself. Like, oh, it was not great. So tell, me,
1: tell me these six six things that are proven to tell, you know, I it's so funny. I just got an a text message from a friend who's really upset by a breakup. So I'm going to definitely send this article, but maybe I'll just send her this episode. Oh, tell me. Okay. What are these six things to, um, to mend a yeah. broken heart?
0: So the first thing, cry your face off. Okay. I mean it. Let yourself freaking howl because if it doesn't come out now, it's going to fester and it's going to come out later in a way uglier way. Fun story. Day one. You of know,
1: You know, I 100% agree with you on this. Like I remember being ghosted. Uh-huh. And you better believe I cried, And I don't mean ghosted, like how people use ghosts now. Like I went on one date, and he didn't call me. Uh-uh. Like, no, no, no. Like I had a proper relationship with someone for like several months, only for him to like Poof. Just disappear. Poof, yeah. ghost, goodbye. Like, Are and you Are you- <laughs> did I imagine this? Like, yeah. you know, like what just in- happened? Yeah. And I remember, I remember crying, like dry heaving crying because yeah. it hurt. And I remember like at some point, like, oh, stop crying. And I'm like, no, no, no try get get this shit out of you
0: huh. oh I howled so fun story day one of being single I was driving back from work and I was at a stoplight and I was like just get it out as much as you can now like just let it let it bleed out and then like eventually the well will get dry I was howling and I thought that my car was soundproof but it definitely wasn't because okay. I looked to my left and my right and literally both people at the red light next to me were like so okay. just you know yeah. choose wisely where you do it Second, find an outlet. You're going to need one because eventually your sorrow will turn to anger when that well dries up. It did. Mine, I had never been a gym girl. I was a horseback rider, Texas things. So I'd never really done the gym thing. I got really into boxing because the only thing better than one boyfriend with six abs was my motto. Um, and the first day I fainted. <laughs> because I hadn't been eating very much that week. I was just so sad to eat, uh, or too sad to eat rather. Um, So it would recommend, you know, hydrating and eating some protein before you try and work out for the first time. But I did get abs, it was epic. Three, surround yourself with your best friends. They're going to share the burden of your heart heartache, and I swear, my best friends literally piggyback style carried me through that really those gnarly couple weeks.
1: For how long? How long was this morning oh, period for gosh. you? Gosh,
0: I I was very I was like in the howling crying stage for like a weekish, and then I was pissed for like a few months. I was I, right. it took it took a few months for me to get to that success. Um, yeah, but then you know. Now I'm like, I think back to the, to that. And I'm like, I just, like I said, earlier, like, I want to send him like a thank you gift. Like he made me. No, so you're not
1: going no, you to do that. Please don't tell to do that. I never
0: will. No, Maria, I am a big fan of the, um, like when someone is gone, like I will get all the things I need off my chest, but like they died. I will never yeah. speak to that. Like everything like gone forever. Iron gate, um, that bleeds into four do what you have to do. For me, people were like, you're such an ice queen. I'm like, no, I'm doing what I have to do. I 100% have to do what is best for me and my mental health. And for me, that was really getting it all off my chest, talking it out with him. And then I iron gated it and purged it. Like literally there was, it if he never existed. It's including in this part, ugh, but including the brand new Stuart Weitzman shoes that he had just gifted me. Oh, okay. I was like, you know what? Nordstrom has a great return policy. Like just yeah, you can you can return those. Um, and I then I bought the same pair of shoes for myself because that's what I call that. Um, five cool. make new memories. I felt like walking around everywhere that we had made memories, which was basically all of L.A. Since we had been best friends in college, uh, I felt like there was I had to I was avoiding places like even LAX. I was like, you can't avoid the grocery store aisle and that LAX and my favorite brunch spot and even my hometown. Like. He doesn't get to own those. Like you just dive in and you make new better memories in those places. Sixth time, unfortunately, sometimes it really was, is the only thing that can heal all things. I think that going through a really awful breakup or, I mean, back to the storm thing, like until you experience something, especially when you're young, you don't quite know how to have the empathy that you do when you do experience something. So you know, whether it's a breakup or through this, this past freeze, like the people who had been in a scary, whether it was a hurricane or something else, if somebody, is somebody, I could tell based off of the people checking in on me, like, oh, you get it versus the people cracking jokes, like, oh, I'm sending you sunshine from California. I'm like, actually, like, I'm scared out of my mind. And I just read another story about someone freezing to death in their bed last night. So like, oh, you grew up in a place where it's negative 50 degrees on the normal and like grew up in the North Pole, like good for you. You had a heater and you had water and you put snow tires, like,
1: and you're, and you're used to it. Like it's not, you know, houses are built differently, I yeah. guess, in Texas. Look, there is also blame to go around in Texas. Oh, and more specifically, sure. it seems like ERCOT has a lot to blame. Like, you know, you, you know, when you deregulate certain standards, you cannot act surprised. Like, I think no one would build their house in Texas if they knew like the way they build them, hmm. if they knew how. How much ERCOT is deregulated where they would, this would be caused by one week of extreme weather. And by the way, now that it's happened, don't think it won't happen again.
0: Yeah. I have a cousin who lives outside of Austin. He went to school at UT um, and he's a, he's a bit older than me, but he and his wife and they have two little kids, but they were okay because they have solar panels. They have, um, all of their water is filtered rainwater that is collected. So um, they lost power for a time, but they had clean water and they had, um, they had their solar power to back them up when that went out. So um, yeah, I mean, I think, I was thinking about his family and I was like, gosh, they had a lot, a lot of foresight. Like I remember when he was doing that thinking like, Oh, how funny, like, why is he doing that? And then now I'm like, I've a lot of other people are going to be doing that, including myself. If I ever buy a house out here.
1: Well, I really appreciate you. And I really appreciate you giving us these six things to prove and mend a broken heart and a broke-ass heart, where can people find you, Danielle?
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I hang out quite a bit on Instagram. My handle is at danielle.she'sfun and online at she'sfun.me, like M-E.
1: And of course, I'll include those links in the episode notes should anyone want to follow Danielle or if you want to visit her her amazing and quite beautiful lifestyle blog, um, She's Fun. Um, Thank you again for coming to Ask a Matchmaker. Um, Thank you for giving us your own experience, however fortunate experience, um, an experience nonetheless. Thank you for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. If you love what you heard and you have not already, rate, review, and of course, subscribe. Do you have a dating or relationship question? You can visit askamatchmaker.com to submit a 60 second audio question. You can also follow me on Instagram, Matchmaker Maria, for more dating and relationship tips. Until then, be lovable and more importantly, be likable. See you next week.